I never had the privilege to walk to school, but I always wanted to. I always thought that the kids who walked to school were the cool kids, at least in elementary school. And so what, what I used to do is uh, I would make my dad drop me off like a block from school, and then I would walk the rest of the way. I don't know, I don't know if you remember that, but I used to, all right, stop, 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 here's, here's, here's far enough. And I would get out of the car, and then I'd like walk to school, you know, like I walked to school the whole way. I don't know why I shared that story with you this morning, but as I was listening to the lyrics of the song, I was like, you know, I used to do that. Um, but no, thinking about back to school does bring up memories for me, like I'm sure it does for each of you. Uh, I remember uh, a season in my life when I was starting a new school in this lonely, dusty land that kind of had this strange smell of cattle in the air. And if you're playing along, you guessed it right. I was in Lubbock my freshman year of college, going to Texas Tech. And I remember like the night before... Uh, my parents were leaving. They, they took me to school, and then we're hanging out, getting the dorm room set up and all the stuff. And, and then the night before, the next morning, they were going to go, and then classes were going to start a couple days later. And so it was kind of like that final night together. And I remember my dad looked over, and he's like, you nervous? And I was like, no, no, I'm not nervous. Why would you say that? He's like, we haven't talked in about two hours. And uh, I'm not known for being real quiet in my family. And so he was like, you sure you're not nervous? And I was like, no, I'm fine. And then, of course, as soon as he left, I was kind of uh, sitting alone with my thoughts because I'm typically the last person to know how I'm feeling. And so that was true in this case as well. And so I was sitting there, and I was thinking about just the fact that I was nervous, and I was trying to figure out what I was nervous about. And I don't know if you remember your first year at college, kind of the night before everything was going to change, or maybe the new school or... Even if school has been a long time uh, since you've been there, a new career, a new season in your life, we all know what it's like to stand on the precipice of something new, toes hanging off, kind of looking over the edge, and not sure if we're ready to jump, not sure if we're ready to take that next step. We all know what that feels like in different areas. Maybe it's that relationship, that person you want to ask out, or maybe it's uh, a hard conversation that you've been waiting to have and you don't know how to have it. There's lots of ways that we experience the unknown in our life. For our kids this morning, that, that's oftentimes comes yearly with school. Maybe it's the start of a new club or a new sports team. But as we look off into the unknown, uh, I think it's easy for us to focus on all that we're unsure of, all that feels foreign or scary frightening, but I think oftentimes when we do that, we forget that this idea of stepping out into the unknown is one of the most common things that we as people do. There's a long history of people who have taken brave steps into new areas, risked it all, and stepped into the unknown. In fact, every story you love Every movie that you can think of about a hero or a heroine begins with that character leaving home. So think of your favorite Disney movie. Think about your fa favorite Pixar movie. Maybe it's Harry Potter or maybe it's Star Wars. It doesn't matter. Anytime you have a story about a hero or a heroine, it always begins with this call to them from somewhere to leave home. And it's this step out into something unfamiliar. It's this step out into something new, unknown, 
filled with all of the risks and the dangers. It's crossing the sea. It's entering into the dark forest. All of these are metaphors for this unknown because we don't know what's in the woods or below the surface of the water. And so they pose for us as kind of these metaphorical um, voids crossing you know, the universe or the solar system. But all the movies and books that we read, they, they draw this tradition from Scripture. Because the fundamental story in Scripture is the same as all of these great stories about heroes. It's a call to leave what you've known and to go into a new space, into a new area, into a new land, go to a new people, into a new kind of uh, new reality or a new season. This is what we see all throughout Scripture. We see it when God calls Abraham and he tells him to go and begin this whole story of the people of God. We see it with Moses and the burning bush. God calls Moses and he tells them to go and to free people from captivity. We see it with King David and he has to go and fight Goliath that begins this whole new chapter in his life. We see it with Jesus going out into the wilderness, leaving home, kind of going through that 40-day period returning. We see it as Jesus leaves his disciples and he sends them out and he sends to go and to be witnesses in all of the world, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Again and again and again through the pages of Scripture, what we see is this fundamental arc that we as people take. We have to step out from what is familiar and we have to step into what is unknown. And so today I just want to look at a quick story that I think helps us identify some things that we can trust in as we venture out into the unknown. Whatever your unknown looks like, whether it's eighth grade or third grade or a new career or a new reality with a different health diagnosis than you anticipated, we all have brave steps to take in our life. And so while today is blessing of the backpacks, uh, it's also a moment for us as a church to gather together and to be reminded that as, as people of God, we're all called to go out into new areas, into new spaces, to not stay safe at the harbor, but to venture out across the oceans to take big, bold, brave journeys, and then to be reminded that as we do, we don't do so alone. And so the story I want to look at today is kind of a continuation of the story of Moses. And so just a quick 30-second recap, God calls Moses from this life of being a shepherd, this kind of routine, mundane, everyday existence. As a shepherd, every day looks the same. You wake up, you kind of follow the sheep, and then you bring the sheep home every single day. And this is what Moses was doing for decades. So he was in the middle of all of this monotony and all of this routine and all of this consistency. And then all of a sudden he has a strange encounter with the bush and the bush is the voice of God and out of the bush speaks and the bush God tells Moses to go and free the people from captivity in Israel. And then in that, again, like we talked about, is this promise that Moses isn't going alone. And so Moses goes, and he goes through this whole ordeal, and then they, he frees the people, and they spend 40 years in the wilderness wandering around. And the whole point of all of this is so that Moses can lead the people of Israel, God's people, into the promised land. Because once they get to the promised land, once they get somewhere new, somewhere God appointed, 
then life can begin. They can begin to become who God has called them to be. It's upon leaving home, leaving what they know, stepping into the unknown, that God is able to do God's work in their life. And so the story that we're looking at comes at the very end of this encounter, the very end of this kind of season of the people of Israel wandering through the wilderness. They have come to the very edge of the desert, of the wilderness, of the of kind of this um, kind of dry, arid place, and they're literally about to step across the border into the promised land. But right as they're about to, Moses dies. And so they're in this place where the new leader, kind of Moses' apprentice, Joshua, he's getting ready to take the people of Israel across the threshold and into the promised land. And so you can imagine if you're Joshua, uh, you've been following Moses I mean, those are big shoes to fill. That's a big shadow that Moses cast over the last 40-something years with these people. He is literally the one who delivered this people out of captivity. He's the one that leads them across the Red Sea through the wilderness, performing all of these miracles. It's Moses. And then you've got to take over. So you can imagine for Joshua, as he's thinking about this moment, as he's thinking about this like endeavor that God is calling him into, there's probably a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainty that he's like wrestling with. My guess is there's kind of some sense of like doubt in his own abilities. You know, God, who am I to do this? Who am I to follow up after Moses? God, I don't have the same capabilities. I don't have the same talents. I'm not as smart as Moses was. I'm not as wise as Moses was. God, there's a lot of reasons why I can't. And so I want to look at this conversation that God has with Joshua. Because there Joshua is, getting ready to do something he's never done before. Likely afraid, uncertain. And so God speaks to Joshua. And he gives them this kind of command and this charge. And he tells them again and again and again some very important words. He says, be strong and courageous. Be very strong and courageous. Translate it, be brave, be bold. Have confidence as you go through this. Listen to the commands that I've given you. Follow them. Learn to live in the way that I've called you to. And if you do that, everything that you do will prosper. You can trust the results of living in the way and in kind of the totality of who I've called you to be. This is kind of what God tells him. And then... He says this very last thing, and I want to look at this. So this is the first chapter of Joshua in the ninth verse. And this is kind of the, kind of the end of the conversation with God and Joshua. And so this is God speaking, and he's telling Joshua. He says, I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What I love about these words is, to me, they speak to kind of the honesty of the situation. God is calling Joshua to be courageous, to take big steps, to kind of make a decision to act. He's not saying, you know, don't feel any fear. What he's saying is 
have courage. In the presence of the fear that you have, choose to act. Choose to continue to move forward. Choose to continue to go like I've called you to. And then he says, don't be frightened or dismayed. Basically, don't let the things that you see, the obstacles, the fear of the unknown, don't let that discourage you from what lies ahead. And I think for so many of us, uh, we consider ourselves really smart people, really astute people. And so we survey the situations in front of us, and oftentimes we come up with really good reasons why we shouldn't go. We come up with really good objections to why stepping out wouldn't be a prudent decision in that moment. Maybe it's risky. Maybe we would leave a friend group. Maybe we would leave the protection of the approval of our peers. Maybe it would cause us to kind of uh, step away from kind of the the agreement that maybe our colleagues have made about how we're going to proceed and act in a given moment or circumstance. Maybe we're kind of defying conventional norms and wisdom because we see this opportunity before us, but we're hesitant to go. And for Joshua, this is true. I mean, there's this wilderness, this wild land in front of him, inhabited by people. He doesn't know who, how many, how strong are they, what that opposition is going to look like. There's a lot of unknowns. Is it going to be a good land? Is it going to have all of the resources that we're going to need to provide for our family? These are all really logical questions that Joshua asks in this moment that are you know, kind of going through his mind that God knows, that God names. He's like, listen, don't be dismayed. There will be reason to kind of be thrown off of what you feel called to do. There are good reasons to not want to go forward. And I think in our world today, we're probably more aware of all the reasons why we shouldn't do things than ever before. There are lots of people with lots of opinions about all the ways that we should or shouldn't do things. And oftentimes they make really good cases and really good arguments. But I think as the people of God, we're called to continue to move forward into the unknown despite kind of the the logical objections. Now, for some of you who are a little more cavalier in your life, this is not kind of a blank check, a hall pass to just do whatever you want. That's not what we're talking about here. But this is an acknowledgement that sometimes, despite the obvious reasons why not, it's worth taking a step of faith. The other thing that I think is easy for us to do is before we go forward, it's easy to look back. You know, if you're Joshua, it's easy to think about how great Moses was about how strong and confident he might have been, about the fact that despite the wilderness wasn't everything that you thought it was going to be, it wasn't bad. Leaving the familiar can be really hard. We see this all throughout the story of, you know, kind of the people in their kind of season of exodus in the middle of the wilderness. Constantly they're calling out to Moses, like, Moses, this is too hard. Moses, this is too scary. Moses, we don't want to do this anymore. We'd rather go back to captivity and slavery. I think what's true about the people of God in that moment is often true about us. Sometimes we're familiar, we're so familiar with kind of our current situation that even in its limitations, even in its problems and in its kind of suffering, we've become so familiar and comfortable with it that we'd rather stay in that place than to do the brave, courageous work to step out into a new place. And I know not every situation is black and white like that, but I often see that that's one of the things that stands in front of people's way the most, 
is to step away from the familiar, the comfort zone, as you might call it, this place where we have confidence in our ability in this moment. And I think that's really what it's all about. Oftentimes, the thing that keeps us in the place that we're in is a lack of confidence in our ability to be okay out into the unknown. Maybe we doubt ourselves. Maybe we don't have enough knowledge about what lies before us. But because we can see and know and have experience with what's around us in the familiar, we often stay in this place. But once again, that is not who God calls us to be. God calls us to go out into the unknown, to, to step out into new areas, into new places, in new ways, and in new seasons. And this is why I think he ends the way that he ends this command and this conversation with Joshua. We'll put it up on the screen one more time so you can see it. Hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, that's the other half of the pattern that we see throughout Scripture, is God calls his people to go. All throughout the Old Testament and the New, God is calling his people to leave the familiar, to leave their routine, and to step out into the unknown. And every single time, God promises that he will be with them wherever they go. It sounds like different things, but there's always a promise. So with Abraham, it was a call to go out into this new land, to create this new family, this new people. And God promises, I will be your God and you will be my people. And then when God calls Moses to go and to free the Israelites from slavery and captivity, he says, go and I will be with you. And then when Jesus comes and there's this whole shift in the way that we understand God's presence with us and Mary and Joseph have made this brave journey and they're trying to understand what they're supposed to do with this child who's the son of God, the angel tells them and you will name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then as Jesus leaves and sends his disciples out into the world, he tells them, he says, I am with you even into the end of the age. Every time there's a command to go, every time there's a command to step out into the unknown, there's also a promise of God that God will be with us. And that's the confidence that I think that we should carry into these new seasons of our life now. It's not that we have all of the abilities or we're so smart or we're so good. Those things might be true. You might have all of the abilities and capabilities, intelligence, resources you need to navigate this new season. But my guess is, is if we are quiet enough, if we are still enough, if we begin to discern the voice of God, God is calling us into a place just past where we're confident, just past where we are assured, to a place where we feel a little frightened and a little unsure. For you, that might be a new business venture. Or for you, it might be changing the way that you understand your business to start to think about how you can do more philanthropic work or to give back to a community or to a group of people that has been overlooked or underserved. Maybe for you it's a change in the way that you parent. Maybe it's a reprioritization of church and faith about teaching your kids a different way to grow up in the world besides kind of the common default that we see among all of our peer groups. For kids, maybe it's being courageous and standing up for what you know is right in those moments that it feels hard. 
when everybody else is doing the thing that you know is not right to do, whether it's making fun of somebody, or whether it's belittling or criticizing, or maybe it's following a pattern or engaging in a behavior that you know you shouldn't engage in. Maybe it's the courage to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not how I'm going to choose to live. For all of us, independent of stage and location, God is calling all of us into new spaces, into new seasons, and out into the unknown. And God promises each of us that God's with us. That the confidence that we carry shouldn't be in ourselves, but the fact that God's, God is with us each and every step of the way. Now, I want to caveat it, and to be honest, God isn't promising that everything will go perfectly. He's not promising outcome. He's not promising the avoidance of pain or suffering or difficulty or ridicule or hard like conversations or moments. That's not what God promises here. He invites us, extends an invitation to go into the unknown and then promises his presence with us. That's the promise that we have in this Christian life is the presence of God with us. Not of outcomes, not of the avoidance of pain and suffering, but the presence of God in the midst of them. And so as we think about these new seasons that we are stepping into as individuals, as families, as a church, and as a community, may we go into the unknown with confidence of the children of God because he is with us wherever we may go. Let me pray for us this morning. Gracious God, I thank you for this chance to gather together as a church community as a family, as a group of people are, who are reminded of the way that you call us out into the unknown. God, in the midst of maybe our trepidation and fear, our uncertainty and our doubt, God, remind us that you have called us to be strong and courageous, to put off the fear, to not be dismayed or dissuade from what you've called us to, and to have confidence in the truth that you are with us wherever we go. God, we love you and we're grateful for this calling and for your presence in our life. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.